0: Good morning, North America. Welcome to Church Talk TV. Lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenny britton and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenny britton and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris. <laughs> well,
1: good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Church Talk TV.
0: Chris and Bill Tenny britton here today to talk about missed marks. Uh, ministry, failure, post-mortem. post-mortem. Yeah.
1: I love this idea of a post-mortem. Uh, when we first were doing church planting.
0: You always were sort of a morbid kind of person.
1: <laughs> that would be you. <laughs> 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 Anyways. Hmm, we Post-mortems, could, okay. We could call it an autopsy if you wanted to. Well, right? they are. Mean, uh, kind uh, of like an autopsy yeah, in a of, way, yeah. right?
0: Bring in the, yeah. the coroner, or yeah, the, yeah the county coroner. To- right. To, you know? Take take a look at why the ministry failed.
1: And right now, we'll be the coroners. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the first <laughs> time I heard of of this post mortem was watching a church plant fail and having to you know put it to rest. And in doing that, there was just a lot of uh, a lot of sadness, a lot of guilt, a lot of lot of feelings that went with that. And a friend of mine said, talk to them about doing a post mortem. And uh, and so we met with them and that we did that. And it was it was great for grieving. It was great for letting go. Now, as we're talking about ministry failures, we're not talking about church planting, but-, but And we're also ed-
0: not talking about the something that went on with a staff member who ran away with the organist. That's not the kind of ministry failure we're talking about. Oh, we're talking yeah, about gotcha. an event that just crashed and burned. You, you expected better results that didn't happen. You expected right. this, you expected that or you know something along those lines. We're not talking about their real, th- they may need postmortems too, but stuff. we're talking about the stuff that you and I need to do on a regular basis when something doesn't go right in church.
1: And it's so important to be able to do this because if you don't look at what didn't go right. Then how will you know to correct it into the right. future? Right? right. Okay. So we don't, as always, have a lot of time here. But you and you do have. And we a have workbook.
0: a lot of yeah. We have a workbook. You can you can download in the description. Kind of, you can right. grab a hold of that, and it 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 has all of this and a lot more that yeah. we're going to talk about. This is we're going to kind of hit the high zip, points. Zip, zip. Um, we will talk about essentially all the questions we're going to answer. You're going to you're going to answer in a postmortem, but. Just give you the high points so that you can, you know, do a post-mortem. So take notes just so you're familiar, but then grab the workbook because it's a really helpful tool. Will it
1: be helpful to have the workbook and watch this episode? Not
0: necessarily, but no, whatever. Six never mind. Other. Okay. A, you can All right. pause it and get it. It's, you know, so All whatever. Right.
1: So we're going to st- start by talking about the initial failure assessment. There's do you three want to get parts. It started? Well, there's three, there's parts.
0: three parts. Okay. three parts,
1: okay. Why don't we tell them the three parts? Okay. Okay. Go ahead. The initial failure assessment, the deep dive into causes of failure, and then completing the post mortem. Is so, that
0: sewing up the body? Oh, maybe not. Oh, okay. my
1: gosh. <laughs> well, you know is, what? Is this wait, the Halloween wait, episode? Wait. You know what? I can go with you there because sewing up the body, you know, a lot of churches do get torn apart when something isn't working yep. just right. You know, there's a lot of emotion that goes in and often because a lot of resources are, uh, are expended. expended, yeah. So in this case, we're gonna just kind of sew it all together for the body.
0: There we are, all right, so to okay, All right, so there's two primary parts of the initial failure assessment. So first thing is, was the event or the ministry, was it clearly defined? Now, you know, sometimes we, when we're gonna have a fall festival, what does that mean? A fall festival? Does that mean trunk or treat? Does that mean cakewalks? Does it mean we're going to rake leaves? You know, uh, th- are there specific goals that you were trying to trying to get? Do we do we even know what we're doing? And t- truth is, is that sometimes we don't really nail that down. Okay, we we give it a title, and but, but we don't define our expectations. And and this is point number two. Is that, you know, we, we don't do that. And then and this is where we really miss is, is we don't have clearly defined outcomes. All right. We're going to have a fall festival. What are the outcomes we want out of that? Well, we want a lot of kids coming.
1: That's so what are you going to Okay.
0: Do? So what's a lot? Is, is, yeah. You know, you know, what's a lot? And, and is, is that really oh, the outcome? You want a bunch of kids walking across your parking lot? That's really what you want out of that. Or is it you're trying to make connections with the the families? Or so what's the outcome you really want? And churches by and large really blow this because they they really don't think through. Well, we're gonna do a Bible study. What's the outcome? We're doing a Bible study.
1: Learning about the Bible. Okay, is that
0: really what you want? And and honestly, that's what happened with our Sunday school program over the over a century or more, is that we said we're doing we're doing Sunday school. We're going to teach our kids or our adults, and and we do. We teach, but what was the outcome we wanted? Did we want well-educated kids, or did we want disciples of Jesus? And the reality is, since we didn't define it, we end up with well-educated people. We got lots of church members who aren't disciples of Jesus. They they didn't make. They didn't move from head to heart to hands, and that's you know. So again, what outcome, actual outcome, are you looking for on this event?
1: Yeah, well, I want to touch on Sunday school there and what you're saying. I mean, Sunday school started uh, was started way back in the late 1800s because kids were working in the factories. And the, uh, when they were off on Sundays, they were wreaking havoc and really being disruptive. And so And they weren't minister, getting in. That's right, they right. weren't. And so it was a minister whose name I can't pull out of my head. Uh, at the moment, I'd have to go back and look it up. Anyways. Someone uh, can put it in the
0: comment below. We appreciate sure.
1: that. Sure. So this minister, uh, he started a Sunday school, a school on Sunday. And as was the case for many people, then the Bible was kind of the prim- primer uh, that was um, that they were using. To teach how to read. Right. So that outcome, okay, that original outcome was to educate children so that they might have some opportunities and stop running around causing right. chaos That's right, right that, on yeah. the
0: street. But they, they had a defined outcome right. that they were looking right. for. Right.
1: So but now what's happened is we've gotten away from that. Right. And is that really the outcome? Like you say, is that really the outcome that we want? And when you start to talk about well, we want, disciples, followers of Jesus, deep heart, spirit based followers of Jesus, you, we have to ask, is Sunday school really the the venue for that. Right.
0: And and, and it it can be, it doesn't have to be. Right. But but you have to, for everything you're doing in your church, you ought to know what your specific outcomes are. Right. And then, and this goes along with it, is that once those outcomes are determined, um, you know, have you communicated them with the team? Does everyone who's working in this ministry on this event, do they understand what the goal is or is it, we're doing the same thing we've always done? Right. So there's your initial failure assessment. Did we define the event really well? Did we know what we we're doing? What were the goals? You know, what does success look like? And what are the outcomes? What are, the, what are we trying to get? So that's the initial failure assessment um, in the workbook is part one. And you know, that, that you have to start somewhere. To start that's start where somewhere. you start.
1: Right, okay. But then you gotta so go deep dive. Now, now we go deep dive, part two. So there are three parts of part two. The one is, and we'll start with leadership, selection, and empowerment. We have to ask ourselves: Was the leader that that was chosen, or right. who you know, a lot of times volunteered, volunteered themselves? Volunteered right? Or, you know, yeah. Right. Were they the best person for that project, and and were they appropriately selected? I mean, one of the statements I hate the most is: "Well, if nobody else will do it, I'll do it." Well, you know what? If nobody else will do it, well, if I have to, I'll do. It. I don't want you. I mean, that's that's right. a bottom line. To, if the people aren't there, you just don't. It's not your ministry. To
0: be to be fair. So is it is that when someone says, "Oh well, no one else do it, I'll do it." God bless them. They're willing. They're willing to step up. Whatever. But the reality is, is when someone's just willing to do it instead of passionate about doing it, you're 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 getting you're going to get what you. Don't really want, necessarily want. You, yeah. you get the best they can do, right. or the best that they're willing to do, or
1: the best that they have. I, I'm they thinking have of the, they're drained. That you right. get the dregs, right? Exactly right. what they have to offer. Right.
0: And so you're not going to get the passion that you really need. So if if an event that you're planning or mission plan doesn't have someone who's passionate about it, really reconsider whether this is a ministry that your church is called to do, because it probably isn't.
1: Well, and remember, God always prepares the leaders and the people for the ministries that that he wants, right? He needs. Right. And so if those people aren't there, if the pieces aren't there, you really have to ask yourself and ha- ask God quite honestly, is this really the ministry that we're supposed to have? And if so, we need you to show who that leader is, not just who that person is, but who that leader is.
0: Well, now, is go ahead. before you go into the next yeah, one, I'll go, just, go. Th- th- that <clears throat> There's another piece that goes with this, and that's when the leader is selected. Did they have the responsibility to get this done? Oh, thank you. Or did they, and did they have the authority to make the decisions necessary? So often churches say, "We want you to do this," but they don't give them the authority to do what needs to get done. Right. You know, they'll they'll say, "Yes, you got to do this," but you got to go to the if you want to make any changes in schedule, if you want to use X Y Z building, <laughs> you got to go through the board. You got to go through this. You know. Um, you know, there are rubrics, you know, if, if you give the person a, a, a position or a, they're in charge of a ministry, you know, if you're going to use a room, you got to make sure you check with the office so that you don't double book. Um, and here's a budget that you can spend, but you don't have you, with as long as you stay with that budget, spend it as needed. Right. Instead of having to go to the board, well, or the committee, I need to spend 47 cents for a pencil. You know, can I do that? Do I have the authority to do that? They need to have responsibility and the authority to do what needs to get to happen. Okay, yeah. so
1: let me say that if you're asked to be a leader, then you need to ask them, what is the budget? What, right. How much money do I have? Do I Especially spend my money first? That. Well, you yeah. don't offer that in advance. But, right. <laughs> and, you know, do, I, uh, do I spend the money and give you receipts? What's my guarantee that's, you know, that's, that's going to be paid? How, up to how much uh, in, right. in receipts? or are you going to give me cash right or or give me cash or will i order through something like i don't know oriental trading or amazon and and then i'll use the credit card right the The church's 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 credit card card, debit card whatever yeah so that's that's huge and and remember we're talking about selecting leaders but leaders we want to talk to you about being selected or when you step forward
0: right do you have passion for it and have you been given authority honestly I don't do things anymore that i don't have authority for oh my. If they give me a responsibility and i don't have the authority i just say no thank you yeah you know but if i can't make the decisions i need to get made i'm not interested in doing the job and to be fair you're not really interested in me doing the job you're 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 interested in controlling the job yeah you just do it yourself at that point right all right so that's number one leadership okay. selection and empowerment number two
1: is preparation and support so were there ad- was there adequate Preparation, adequate time for the preparation.
0: Ah, there you are. The, the, adequate
1: time we, we for we the preparation. We want you to
0: start this. In three days, is that okay? It's it's a citywide project. You got three days to pull it off. Advent, uh,
1: yeah. Advent no. yeah, started two weeks ago. Will <laughs> yeah. you please what? get the advent candles lit.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Like what? Okay, so you need adequate pepper preparation time. That's a whole other conversation, isn't it? Okay, and then second.
0: But 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 besides wh- adequate what? preparation time, yeah. Does, do you have the adequate preparation? You know, did they prepare the leader? Did they? Tell them yeah. what they needed to do right. and what the responsibilities right. were clear and
1: expectations right, clear. right. that's yeah, a are. second piece oh, there, okay. there. Right. Were, there were there were right. there clear expectations and communication
0: and was it com- and, or were those and were those uh, um, clarified instructions the clarity was it communicated you know if if because we don't, we often have clear expectations and then don't bother to share them very well
1: well yeah, okay, <laughs> and go back and ask questions like what are the outcomes? What, what? How do you envision this? Uh, tell me partly what your vision is. And then have conversation. I mean, it really needs to be conversational. And you know, this is what I'm thinking. And then you could say, oh yeah, wow, okay, what if we did something like that? And really leaders need to be somewhat creative, need to have some vision there, also need to be able to pull people together. Right, right. Lead But as I, opposed to doing. I do want to say though that, that There's everything to be said about co-leaders, but they need to like each other and or potentially like each other and work, be able to work together. And in that case, you need a person who's visionary, can see and is detail oriented. And then we need the other person to be able to pull people together.
0: Okay. Why are you saying that? Because normally speaking, someone who is big visionary people, they don't do details. Okay. You have a visionary person, and you have a detail person. Okay, so
1: okay, and, I'll and go there with th- you.
0: There's, there's there's three pieces. You say yeah. there's visionary piece. Can you cast that vision? Do you see it in your head? Go ahead. Can you do the details? Yeah. And then between you or one of the others, got to be able to pull people in. Well, because that's without me. A team, yeah. Without a team, you're going nowhere. So someone's got to okay, have that piece that's too. That's true. Right. Right.
1: Yes. Or you just need to be the people who can do that, right? Right. But if you're you, in a small
0: church, two people yeah. can. It may be enough to pull off something. But
1: that's not with a huge. team. And you you mm. set it up. Maybe, I know. I don't maybe. think of it as okay. a team. And you set up the future people. You yeah.
0: Where, I mean, where do you where do you draw the line? Of? What, what four. A team.
1: T E A
0: M. Oh T. Okay. There you go. Four okay. people, because if it's not four, it's not a team. I'm not sure I agree not with that, that. but I. Hey, no, I'm whatever.
1: not sure I made All it right. up on the fly. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> what level of coaching and supervision is has been provided, right? How were you like encouraged? Who was doing that for you? It may have been a pastor if you're in a larger congregation. It may be um, the person. Uh, it could be the director, or the minister that's responsible for that uh, that pr- program. If you're doing, uh, we'll go back to Fall Festival. Um, is it an activities group ministry? Is it a youth ministry, family ministry, adult ministries? How can you bring all that together and do a shared vision? Or was it just out there willy-nilly?
0: So one of the things, that I, as, as you say that in in, in terms of um, uh, the, the support and whatnot, is that when we did uh, our um, raising up leaders and uh, <clears throat> or leaders who came to us and said, we want to do X, Y, Z ministry. Yeah. And one of the things that we always said is, you had to have if you were starting a ministry, and it was within the vision, the mission, the values of the church, that if you were starting a ministry, you also had to have a staff liaison, right? Someone on staff, or if in a very small church, it could be one of the committee leaders, team leaders, board members, but someone who has the authority to say yes or no, and to say, "Eh, wait a minute, we're out of line here." Right. Someone has that kind of authority to be able to be the liaison who they go to and say, hey, I need to do this. And it's like, whoa, hang on. We need to get, you know, the, that's outside those rubrics, outside of those boundaries. Right. We need to go get permission, whatever. Right. So things don't run off the rails. So, you know, there, there needs to be some level of supervision. And I really do love the, the idea. You need a coach, okay. someone who's encouraging. Now, there's a difference between a coach and a supervisor and a micromanager. Yeah. You know, I don't work, I don't, also don't work for micromanagers. No, me either. If you're a micromanager, I'm not working for you because right. you, know, you. you might as well do it. Right. Um, you know, if, if you have that much investment, let you do it. So um, the, the, the bottom line is, it's, 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 that's again, it goes back to the responsibility and the authority. I'm giving you the responsibility, I'm giving you the authority do what you need to do and then I'll be the supervisor, Touch base with me every week or let me know or whatever. It goes with the delegation versus empowerment kind of thing. Yeah,
1: well, leader, though, I will say you need to be checking with them. It's, yeah. You just don't leave. You well, right, but absolutely. you need to be more explicit right, with, yeah. you know, come check with me. You need to be checking with them.
0: Especially if they're not checking in with you.
1: Right. And you need to know about that funding. I, You know, I mean, when oh, we yeah. talk about permission giving church is it within our mission, vision, and value, who's going to be on your team? That's the second part. Right. Who's going to be on your team? How are you going to fund it? Right. And then who is your staff liaison? So, right. and again, in a smaller church, that may be your pastor. In a larger church, it may be one of your specific associates or your ministry directors. Uh, but you have to have somebody, have that, right? right? Okay, and right. it needs to be a staff person.
0: Right. Okay. So, so what okay. we've done, we've got the overview, and now we've dug kind of deep. Where you know, especially in looking at leadership. And the, the the team dynamics, if you will. We're looking at where we are. The next piece is of course that resource allocation.
1: Resource allocation. Sorry, I was like, oh wait a minute, I kind of blipped out there for a moment. So resource allocation. Earth to risk, <laughs> <Earth to risk. laughs> uh, were there sufficient resources provided? Did you have what you needed? Did you have the people that you needed? Did you have the finances that you needed? Did you have um, did space. you have the space yeah i was thinking the materials yep. you know did you have the materials uh, available to you and how were these resources managed and provided yep. or did yep. you have to beg for them did you have to make a deal with them did you have to 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 um, to go get them i just keep hearing this story about people going and buying materials and then the treasurer won't won't pay them back. I mean, right. I know churches. Well,
0: and I've church got, right I got and I've got reverse situation. I know of churches that went the the team went out and bought stuff, and now it's filling up lockers all over the church because they they bought stuff they didn't need, um, and so it it, it's, it runs both ways. You know, uh, it, buy what you need, and uh, and and you know, hopefully, again, if you're doing a postmortem, something's failed. Um, and if something has failed and we overbought and, you know, we expected 100 kids and we ended up with three, um, then, OK, we expect to have the extra. But then what are we so going to do with that? So we need to do that
1: Well, OK, I, I know I'm kind of veering, but I have to say it's one of the most creative ways of dealing with all that extra stuff uh, was a, um, it was actually a Winder First Christian Church in Winder, Georgia. And the minister wife, uh, uh, Janine Richardson, they had a small room and she had all this stuff. And so she and some of the teachers and, and parents there in the congregation, they took this room, they put shelves up in there, and then they had all these labels. So there was paper, there was tissue paper, there were milk jugs, there were magazines. Organized and so chaos. it was it it was <laughs> it wasn't chaos. It was so well organized. So it I mean string and yarn. So any anybody working with children, you know, youth, whatever, if you needed resources you could go in there and pull out what you needed it was amazing and it was you know because it was all extra you didn't have to worry you know if you were taking too much or anything else right. it was very it, generous it, it didn't belong to this group or that right. group nope. hey you took my yeah. nope. yarn nope. i was planning on you exactly. that you take the yarn out of there then right and i it's think the like door was library. unlocked mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken and um so that it was always open um okay so, so deep
0: dive in the failure, leadership was a preparation support and the resources, were they available? And that, that, that really starts getting at the heart of failure.
1: Okay, wait, I want to say one more word about leaders and choosing your leaders. And that is uh, that when you're looking at leaders and whether or not, or the ministry was, I hate to say the leader was a failure. But we have to be so careful when we choose our leader. Or, or it didn't lead. work. It didn't work. I think, right, it, it, yeah. So you have to look at three aspects when you're considering leaders. The first is, do they have the capability? Are they capable? Do they have, do they have the, uh, je ne sais whatever. Do they je ne
0: sais quoi. Have, je
1: ne sais quoi. Do they, do they know what they're doing? Do they have some experience in, in uh, this? So do they have the, uh, the capability? If they don't, and some training would help or some coaching, someone coming along, next question is, do they have the capacity to learn? I mean, some of us just don't have that capacity. When it comes to geometry, because of my disability, I'm not able to do ge- geometry. I don't have the capacity yeah, my, to my, do that. My mom
0: couldn't program a VCR if you gave her an instruction manual in first grade English. Okay, just so, so that,
1: that capacity isn't there. Right. Do they have, have the capability, and if they don't, if you get them the resources, the training, the whatever they need, do they have the capacity to learn that? The other one is ability. And, and we tend to, people tend to, not we anymore, uh, people tend to, um, him maybe, um, to see capability and ability as synonymous. Right. They are not. Mm-hmm. Capability is, are you... Are you capable you, you of have doing it? the capacity to be the able capa- to learn Well, okay, well, I, okay I did you if word, you right, had the capacity, right, right. right? But ability is, are you able to do that right now? It, is everything to where you could? Or um, do you have family problems that are happening or family or, or issues? Or, family, or, or is obligations. somebody Obligations. Somebody's getting married. You're not feeling well. Work is, is really taking, taking off. That, you,
0: you need to say no because you're just out of time.
1: Right, out of time, out of energy, out right. of oomph, everything. And so then then you need to say no if you're being asked into a leadership position. But it's also when you, although I have to say that I, I tend to say to people, don't make excuses for that person. Like they'll say, oh, you know, she just comes home so tired. Well, maybe maybe when you talk to him, you give, you give him permission to say no. That's how I do, I always ask somebody and I give them permission to say no. Uh, I always tell them to go pray about it. That's one of those time issues. Um, uh, but if you really know that they're not able to don't add one more thing to their plate. Don't even
0: ask. Right, exactly. All okay, right. Okay, go. So now let's talk about winding this up. How do you complete the postmortem? Okay, you've got the, you look at the beginning, your beginning assessment. Do we have outcomes? Do we know what we're doing? Did we get good leadership? Did we prepare well? Did we support them in that? And did they have what they needed to do? And of course, any anything along those lines could be the root cause for that failure. And yeah. that's why we start there is because often we we point and we look at the, the leader, and it may not have been their issue. No. It may, or or it may have been no. something else. But that, but now we got now we have enough information to really start asking some really good questions. When you kind of wind this up, number one is taking the assessment of what went right and what went wrong. And you had a good point. You I said do. Yeah. What went wrong first? Yes. And what went right? And, right. And a great idea. Chris was saying before I we went on air. Okay, go ahead.
1: I could say it. So, but it came from when we did our church plan. And, and on worship, we at first we met after worship that day and we just, you know, kind of tore it apart. So everything we felt good about, then we went to everything that was wrong. And so then we decided, okay, let's stay in the worshipful mood or the worship space on, on, uh, after church on Sunday. And we'll follow up on Monday or Tuesday, depending on people's schedules, how that allowed but you could still look at what was wrong and you'd get so tied up with that. And uh, I remember serving a church and uh, there were people who were really upset with me. And so I met with the pastoral relations committee and they went on and on and on for 45 minutes. I listened to this and finally I said, did no one have anything nice to say about me? And they said, oh my gosh. And they went on and on and on. So set a timer. For ten minutes, set a time limit. A, right. a time, yeah. Well, and I'd say Not just a timer. A timer. That's yeah, right. but set, set a time, a time limit, limit about ten minutes, and say what what didn't go so well, right. right? What went wrong, or what didn't go so well? Click that timer goes off. Now switch over. What did go well? What right. did go well? And
0: when you do ask the question, "What didn't go well?" Look at the question. Where did the project fail to meet expectations? Now. Here's the key. There you go. So often we had no expectations. Right,
1: right. It takes us back to the first part, right? right? Exactly. What What was your goal? Right. What were your expectations? What were your outcomes, right. What was it supposed right. to be? So, yeah. You so just go really, back.
0: It's really, really hard to look at success if you had not defined what success is. Right. So right off the bat, you know, so what went right? What went wrong? What went wrong? What went what right? Went wrong, Sorry. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. And, and then what, what was what was successful and yeah. where? did the project fail to uh, meet our expectations? Okay, so that's number one. Number two two. is identifying the sources of the failure. This is where, this is the blame game. This is where we have to, and and the reality is, is you have to assign blame. Now, it's not like it's your fault. Well,
1: it's not necessarily a person.
0: Right, right, but but where was the failure at? Was the failure due to poor leadership on the, on the, the leader's side? Was it poor supervision or poor leadership selection on the on the upper level leadership side? Whoever did the recruiting and whatever, oh. or were there external factors? Was there something that went on that you know, hey, we expected this to work, but the Ferris wheel fell over, you know, because it, it got windy. You know, where, where the, what did it rain <laughs> on our on our outdoor parade? You know, so right. what what were there external? Factors and then again, you know, how did each one continue uh, contribute to the success or the or the failure, and was there anything we could have done about it?
1: Yeah, done because, differently, right? We, done differently,
0: we, yeah, right, exactly. But
1: yeah, is there anything right. we could have done differently? And you know, the reality is. Sometimes I think we're going to say about this in more in a moment but you know There's sometimes it's just no I know <laughs> but it's the wrong place the wrong time or whatever and so you might ask given different variables or I mean given different situations circumstances could it have been could it have been po- uh, possible so we we really right. do have to look at that what were those externals and uh and all things different, then could it be possible? Right. Right?
0: And then the last one, and this is the biggie. Biggie. Okay, it's it's not as big as clear expectations and outcomes, but it's close. Did we engage the community or whatever community we're trying to reach? And was this event relevant to that community, to the people we were trying to do this event for, this ministry for? Was it relevant? And if it was a, an event that was we were attracting those from outside the church, was there any effort to understand <laughs> them or did we just project? Oh, well, everyone will love a movie night. Really? Maybe not. Um, you know, did we talk to them? Did we, did we learn from them what they're, let me go on. Did they learn from them what, they're, what, what they wanted, what they need, what their aspirations, what, whatever it is that we were trying to create, did we build a bridge over there and, and hear what they needed or what their interests were? That I mean, if, if if did we try to understand? Because so often, we don't. We just project on the community. Your and turn.
1: Did we invite them?
0: Right. Here I mean, that's
1: that's a huge piece, right? You 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 said something earlier about having three kids show up, right? And the question is, did you invite beyond that? Right. And how did you invite? What was what was that about as well? Right. Right. Okay. Now fa- I'm done. And finally,
0: was what was the impact of the project success or failure? Did you hurt your reputation, Ooh. or was this just something that was like, okay, we'll do better next time? But. When you have all this information, then you can compile it and say, now, what will we do different next time? Or is this something we will not do? Right. Next will there time? be a next time? Will there be a next time? Exactly. exactly. And with all that said, hey, we are out of time. So we
1: have to say goodbye. Have a great week. Don't
0: forget to download the, the resources right there. And now, have a great week. We'll see Yay, you soon. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.